Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to episode zero of Trek Mary Kill. Yes, we're another Star Trek podcast on the internet. But we love Star Trek, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> and I think we uh, want to show our love in, in some very specific ways. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is a Star Trek show I don't think is out there, and that was part of the impetus for it. Just to give everyone a little bit of background about us. I'm, I'm Brian. I've worked in the entertainment industry for for a while, but I really am just obsessed with Star Trek. And <laughs> <laughs> To put it mildly. Yes, I have two <laughs> obsessions, baseball and Star Trek. And I've been writing about baseball off and on for the last 10 years and podcasting about it for about the last five or seven years at McCoveyChronicles.com through SB Nation, Vox Media. And so I you know, I, I'm doing that. I'm scratching that itch of obsession. So now it's time for Star Trek to get the same scratch. Yeah. And I also work in the entertainment industry, sort of. But uh, I've mostly worked in TV. I don't right now, but I did for a long time. And I also, in, I watch an insane amount of television. So yeah, I just really like the episodic form of television, especially Star Trek. So yeah, those are my credentials, although they're not really that great. <laughs> All we're trying to do is just say, like, where are we coming from? I think that's the main thing is, what's our POV? And that's, yeah. you know, we're not experts in in the form. Although I would say you watching an insane, insane gobs of television. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I would say I'm an expert on um, just TV watching. <laughs> in general. Um, yeah, I watch like so many hours of television even now and it's the thing I loved the most as a kid was television and then I got to work in television and that was very exciting for me that's the reason why I moved to LA was to work in television not film not the film industry yeah but television specifically so I hear you here's how we came to Star Trek I think that's another thing people might want to hear I think most most of the people who are following online probably come to it at a young age I could be totally wrong about that. I think that is totally accurate. Yeah, I'm sure there are people who do find it event. Maybe during the pandemic, you know, people had some downtime. They maybe some older people or adults just decided. Yeah, to I know like one person who got into it in like their 20s, but otherwise, everyone else has gotten into it much earlier. Yeah, so I got into it when I had the chicken pox in fourth grade. Oh, wow. My dad showed it to me and I, and it was at the point where Next Generation was on. By that time, it had been on just enough where it was on every night um, mm -hmm. and it was still doing new episodes. So, yeah, it was it was fun to watch it and catch up and, and get really into it. How did you come to it? Well, my mom was a big fan of the original series. Um, her and my grandfather would watch it together. She would have been a teenager at the time. And it was one of the few shows that everyone in the house enjoyed watching together because back then you only had one TV uh, in the house. I think by then they, I think they still only had one TV by then um, in the mid sixties. Um, they quickly got another one though, I believe. But yeah, that was too much Star she, Trek. They're like, yeah, we gotta like get she, another TV. <laughs> you know, because you know televisions weren't ex as expensive anymore. So I think you know you could add another one if you you know, really wanted to at some point. But yeah, so she was a huge fan of the original series. And so when The Next Generation started airing, she was all about it. And so basically, it was just my, at least my middle sister and I and my mom were very into it. That's a great lead into 
you know, where did, where did this all come from? I, you know, when there were only a few channels, let's say, and even when we got into it, um, there, there wasn't, there was cable obviously when we got into it, but you still didn't have the plethora of options, you know? So if your choices were Star Trek and like the Bass Pro TV show on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're probably going to watch Star Trek. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, you had to watch what was on TV. We didn't have any streaming and, right. or you can watch something that you may have taped. Yes. Um, or a movie that you may have purchased. Right. And again, no, no offense to the Bassmaster fans out there. Uh, just <laughs> clear, clear on that. But the, but you know, that's where this idea sort of the germ of it was, um, the idea that when Star Trek was one of the fewer options, unique options out there, because Star Trek, I really think is still unique. It's its own genre. It is, it is nominally science fiction. It is kind of maybe closer to science fantasy at the end of the day, but also it, it still is. It's kind of its own format of show in a way. But anyway, the larger point is, when that was like one of the few things on you'd put it on and you'd hope it was a good one. This is before you could kind of just select unless you taped it, <laughs> watch, yeah. you know, pick the one you wanted to watch. So there was this idea that, you know, 30% of the episodes are going to be, you know, fantastic. Uh, 40% of the episodes, you know, they're, they're pretty good. And then 30% you're going to watch because they're still on their star Trek. So that was, that was sort of the germ of this idea. When for a long time I was going with 30, 40, 30 as the title but I think Trek Mary Kill is more provocative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Decidedly so, yeah. Yes. So when we say Trek Mary Kill, what do we mean? Well, if we want to Trek an episode, that means like, oh yeah, this is this is great. It's got like a fun action sequence. It's cool to hang out with. I'll definitely watch it if it's on or if it's on the DVD or it's next up in whatever I'm streaming. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick around for that one. Um, and if you want to marry it, what is that? Like... If you're stuck like in a desert, all time amazing. You think about it afterward in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> when it's on TV, like doesn't matter how many times you've seen it, you want to watch it again. When uh, your friend in their 30s is interested in watching Star Trek, that's one of the ones you're going to mention to them. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And then the then kill is is like when your dog pees on the rug. <laughs> I think like that's you don't what actually it, want to kill it. No, but you're like, oh, I could kill you. But it's you know, not the best thing that's happened to no. the thing that you love. Yeah. No, and that's kind of looking at you and wagging its tail. And you're so mad, but you're like, oh, I love my dog. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for all I the wish people this who, hadn't happened, but. Yeah, yeah. I, and for all the people who don't like animals, you know, highly suspicious. Or they don't like dogs. Maybe. <laughs> what well, I don't know. What's a good equivalent? It's like when your computer crashes in the middle of something. No, that's just really annoying. I think it's just, yeah, no, like, this wasn't the best thing. Or like, you have a really nice car that you like, but it sometimes gets a flat tire. Okay. Like, it's right. annoying, but you're not going to throw out the whole car. Okay. <laughs> so the internet was basically founded on two things. Star Trek and porn yeah and so that's i think trek mary kill drafts off that perfectly right yeah and and in case anyone is not clear uh trek mary kill is a is, <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying a variation <laughs> a variation of the fuck mary kill game where you take any three objects and you decide if you want to fuck mary or kill it and there's certainly been star trek versions of this i think even patrick stewart was roped into he was asked this question at some point, um, I I don't remember who 
who he was being asked to f- marry or kill. <laughs> it seems like inconceivable that as on as many conventions as these people have got have had to attend that that question has not been posed to them about something Star Trek related. Absolutely. And I think there's Reddit threads and all that stuff. So we're just going to do it with the episodes of all the live action series. That's mm-hmm. intention. But, you know, some caveats here. I'm going to throw these out. And Kristen, you can push back if you feel <laughs> the need to. I think there's some episodes uh, that are unassailably, they're the ones you want to marry. City, City on the Edge mm-hmm. of Forever, All yeah. Good Things, Trouble with Trouble. I love All Good Things. Yeah, uh, The Best of Both Worlds. Um, there are just some stone cold classics that you're just going to, yeah, these are the ones that you should watch. That's it. Um, and I think there are maybe some ones that some people would automatically leap to as um, being in that group. And maybe we might disagree with it. But but basically, there are 808 episodes of live action Star Trek. That's after season two of Strange New Worlds comes out and after season five of Star Trek Discovery comes out and after season three of Star Trek Picard comes out. So yeah. that's going to. And gonna yeah, be we're not even going to get into like below decks, which. Yeah, no, no, no lower yeah. decks. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, why sorry. Thing is below decks. It's okay. Well, Whatever. that's a that's a reality <laughs> show that you've you seen. Know, honestly, <laughs> that's I haven't real... seen either. <laughs> uh, yeah, no lower decks, no prodigy, <laughs> and no the animated series. Some people, I think even Roddenberry, says that that's canon. Um, but we're not going to watch it. We're not going to watch the cartoons. Essentially, I think and we have enough material to pull from. I think so too. <laughs> also, to a large degree, these are those shows, with the exception of the animated series, they're homages. They're, you know, Lower yeah. Decks is telling stories, but they're basically doing jokes. It requires you having seen all the episodes we're going to go through to get half yeah. the stuff that they're talking about in a Lower Decks episode. And Prodigy is sort of built on the bones of Voyager, and we're going to cover Voyager. I don't know if you have any. So there's Stone Cold classics, but I also think there's a couple of pee on the rug ones. Kill. Yeah, I actually have one that um, I actually so I watched this recently because um, you know sometimes I just I recently got Paramount Plus and I'm like oh all the Star Treks are on here and sometimes I just want to watch a random episode of Star Trek. So the one I picked and this was like maybe a month ago, a few weeks ago. Um, was an episode of Voyager called The 37s. And I feel like this is a bad hour of television. It was the season premiere, I believe. Season yeah, so two season premiere. Two, and <laughs> Amelia Earhart shows up. Now, I don't like that kind of TV trope where the Harlem Globetrotters show up for no reason. <laughs> like, I don't like that. And there was no reason to do this in just season two. Like, I get it's season seven and we don't know what else to do. But that was, for me, a bridge too far. Wasn't she abducted by aliens? Essentially, that was the premise. Yeah, and of like why frozen she... with a bunch of Japanese soldiers who are shocked to learn how the war turns out because <laughs> they, <laughs> they were abducted in 1937, and the wardrobe doesn't make any sense for these people. Nothing makes any sense. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely probably closer to the. That's a great kill. Right off the bat, I have the original series has and the children shall lead, mm-hmm. which I think is generally regarded as being one of the worst episodes of Star Trek period bar none. Next Generation has one called Up the Long Ladder. That's the episode with the Irish people oh. and the clones. I believe it was clones and Irish people. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've seen, well, I think I've seen, and the children will lead, shall lead, um, but not recently, but anything with that many kids in, I feel is probably already bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think there's like a weird, not parallel, but like Miri that has a lot of kids in it. And that one was okay, but you know, I, but, and, and, and the children shall lead has to me the, um, it has the attorney that the Zodiac guy wanted to talk to, that the Zodiac killer wanted to talk to. Oh yeah, no, because Mel- Melvin Bella is in the episode. Yes. That, yeah. so that to me is the only reason why, like it stands out in Again, two distinct ways. <laughs> wild. <laughs> wild. Yeah. The so guy, the guy so, who a couple years later would be defending the man who shot Lee Harvey Oswald was in an episode of Star Trek. Right. So or no, before, sorry. So we, yeah. So I'm we've thinking just of the talk, Kennedy. We've just talked about the no most noteworthy part of that episode. It's done. So there, oh, there are some that are. I can't believe you got a Voyager in there too, because oh. yeah, and well, because it's just so fresh in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Deep Space Nine has some stinkers, I'm sure too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they all have some. But at least we've named some that we're definitely not going to deal with uh, right now. <laughs> and, and you know the i think there are great episodes absolutely that we can talk about and and i think there are some that i that might surprise you of being actually uh marry, marriage material hmm, okay that's that's my premise uh for 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 this section of our casual episode zero so we've seen what well, between us we've we've definitely seen Every episode of the live action shows. Um, yeah, between us, but I have not. So I have not seen, like, for instance, every episode of the original series because it wasn't really on in syndication where I lived when I was a kid. And it wasn't until like somewhat recently that I was seeing it more and more on cable TV. Um, that I'm gonna, I had access I'm gonna... to. I'm going to tell the story very quickly about how I came. So Sacramento is, I didn't live in Sacramento, but near Sacramento, right in between Sacramento and San Francisco. So mm-hmm. I could watch next generation basically every day at, yeah. I think it was 1130 PM. Um, and I would tape them when I had school, obviously, and then just watch them later the next day. And then the new ones would be on, on Saturday. Well, also on Saturday nights, the a San Francisco station channel 44 would play uh, the original series, but that one was much harder to get by the antenna and the, oh. the, the amount of foil and, and, <laughs> and, and angling and moving the TV on Saturday nights to get just like a grainy version of the original series. Yeah, like almost is, not worth it. No, it's totally worth it. <laughs> For some reason, even forty, even though forty was closer and it was in stereo, like forty-four was. It just there was something. The, the episodes were kind of compelling in a different way, not not in a way that it, it's weird. I, I definitely am. Next generation has my heart, but it is odd how I've gotten older. I don't know if this is like pre-onset boomerism or something, but it is weird <laughs> how I've gotten older that the original series has you know. Not necessarily. It's not my favorite, but it's like, wow, that is an, an incredibly fantastic show. And then I also think as I've gotten older, like at the end of the day, I'm like, man, Deep Space Nine is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, like, yeah. So I think I've seen every episode of The Next Generation. I have seen a lot of Deep Space Nine, but it's been a while since I've seen Deep Space, Deep Space Nine because, again, like it kind of isn't on 
TV that often anymore. Um, like it kind, of, it's not it doesn't have the staying power. I feel as like the next generation of the original series does. Well, hopefully they will come to their senses and do a remaster of that. It and Voyager are the only two shows left that aren't in high def. And I was hoping that because Voyager was the most popular Star Trek show on Netflix before it left Netflix, that they would consider revisiting mm. and remastering that. And then just through, you know, inertia or the halo effect, just taking care of Doomsday's nine while they did it. But that's probably griping or hoping for another day. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's finish this off by let's, or teasing uh, the rest of the season that we're going to do first by just going through, we've got, um, qualifications grades that we're going to use to um to go through each episode so that we're gonna have structure basically <laughs> you know it's it's not we're not it i want to make it just clear. us yammering about star trek aimlessly for an hour yeah it, it'll be mostly focused with some aimlessness but largely now <laughs> uh, i be uh, one thing is we're not going to recap the whole episode this is the problem that i'm already seeing in the format Kristen. like i don't want to spend a lot of time recapping the episode i don't <laughs> like, either uh you know it's it basically our, we did a test show we did a test show for the next phase the next generation and that's the one where jordy and roe think they're ghosts you know and that's mm-hmm. like i'd rather we just do do that but we'll, we'll if you haven't watched the episode we'll give you some plot elements up front so you have an idea of what we're talking about definitely want you to feel like you, if you haven't watched the episode recently or you know if you haven't watched it that you can still listen to this. Um, and I think it's because we're going to have some fun uh, criteria that we're going to use yes. to judge these episodes. So uh, take it away, Kristen. Yeah. So the first category would be great scenes. That kind of explains itself. Just ones that really stand out um, that you just, I, for me though, that usually means like something that I found just really funny or interesting. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's super poignant for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't think I think it's whatever you think is a great scene. <laughs> I don't, no. I, uh, that, it's that's subjective. Exactly. I, I think with a lot of Star Trek, you have a lot of that industry term, you know, pipeline and you have table setting and all that where you're just trying to get through, explain what everything is going on. And sometimes you just have like genuine moments of of actual emotion or whatever. But like you said, maybe you'll like the pipe, the pipe setting scenes. That's fine. Uh, the, then we've got best Trek tropes, you know, in every star Trek episode, there's a captain's log or they use the transporter or there's a transporter accident. You know, there's something going on with the shields. Uh, I think calling red out alert. Percent- <laughs> red alert, you know, any, any star Trek trope and you'll, you'll know it if you've watched the show at all. And, you know, you're probably screaming them out at your iPod right now. People don't have iPods anymore. Your phone right Not now. Not really. They, yeah, I mean, so. a standalone iPod? I mean, some maybe, but, you know, yeah. See, pre-onset boomerism. It's already yeah. it's setting in. <laughs> On your, uh, your uh, Sony Walkman. Yes, exactly. So we're going to call them out, essentially. We're going to address them. And then we're also going to do the worst Trek tropes, you know. So sometimes yeah. Star Trek relies on things like Technobabble. I still don't know, after all these years what the hell an interferometric pulse is or what it's supposed to do. Uh, I mean, it's kind of obvious. It causes interference. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, or there are scenes and dialogue with characters that no other show does. And uh, it's not always a good thing, but sometimes it's, it is a good thing. And that's where sometimes these tropes can be good or bad. Yeah. I think like the same trope can be either good or bad, depending on how it's used. So yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next. And then a most of its time quality. So, 
uh obviously the original series was produced in the 60s like what part of that would you know only happen in that time period right versus something that was just made like on strange new worlds like you're not going to have the same qualities um like for instance um you know less uh you know hitting on women in um i would say the newer series than there was in the original series like going out of their way to hit on women yes like way out of their way and also way out of their way to be like can you believe there's women in the workplace like that kind of stuff but also like it could be wardrobe that is very of its time like 90s or 80s or 2000s so Absolutely. And and I would even say we'll be able to find some of its time qualities in Strange New Worlds. And maybe that oh, might. Oh, yes. <laughs> maybe there's some inside baseball for a couple of them, because uh, I've got some I've got some thoughts on Strange New Worlds there. But uh, yeah. Uh, OK, what else do we have? Um, I'm not going to do the voice, but the line must be drawn here, which is great lines of dialogue. Yeah, and I I think for the most part every episode at least has one in there that 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 stands out. So yeah, okay. And then this one, this one is the Anton Caridian Award for best performance. And Anton Caridian is the most famous actor in a Star Trek episode, I believe. He was also a, a, yeah, a vicious it's like a killer. Shakespearean, yes. like a Shakespearean drama troupe. Yes, the conscience of the king. That's season one of the original series. And, you know, basically he was uh, he was also. Uh, but before that, he had another career as a as a man who committed genocide. So. Yeah, <laughs> as a genocidal maniac. Yeah. But until then, he was. But after that, he became a great Shakespearean actor. So we want to find uh, pluck out the best performances. You know, I it, for most of the cast, I think we'll be able to find moments, this or that. You know, there are some obvious, you know, Patrick Stewart gets all the headlines, but sometimes mm-hmm. I guess actor or an actor that we've stayed with has a great scene or a great moment. And we're going to, we're going to point it out because yeah. we should. Okay. Now this one, we're both going to talk about because <laughs> I think it's important. This next, this next criteria is the Shatner. And yeah, I want to make it very clear. This is, this is about going for it. Yeah. It, okay. Cause yeah, it is not the antithesis of the Anton Caridian Award for best performance. Okay, because um, the example that you sent me <laughs> was of William Shatner like chewing the hell out of the scenery of one scene on the original series. Like, no, no scenery was left unchewed, and so I took that to mean that this was like a what is an over the top hammy performance. But no, that isn't what it's supposed to be. Well, just to be clear. It's probably a lot like the best and worst. It doesn't necessarily have to be because I would say for Shatner, at least it's, it really just comes down to who's going for it. Does it work? Does it not work? Maybe that's, maybe that's where we, we all wind up because we're just watching TV. So like, Oh, that was, that was a terrible performance, but were they really going for it? Or are they just a bad actor and they weren't even, you know what I mean? Like it was just too reserved. Another way you explained it was like, it's, they don't have a lot of time to do second takes all the time unless something is really horribly, horribly wrong. So I think it's like this person committed to this choice. Yes. <laughs> and for good or for, for, for better or for worse. And so that's what this, get, the award goes to. Yeah. And I think, 
I think sometimes, you know, it, it always comes down to sort of the villains, essentially how mustache. <laughs> mustache <really. laughs> exactly. So we'll have a lot of we'll have a lot of people in that probably falling into that category. But it'll I still think it will open ourselves up to possibilities for uh, for even main cast. We're like, oh, they're they're trying to be very serious and emotional in this moment. Yeah. Uh, and and I just want to make it clear again, we're we're trying to we love Star Trek. So this is all in, in good fun. This isn't uh, criticizing performances of the actors. This isn't like carrying a chip on our shoulder. Um, it, it's just about like picking it out because most of the time actor, the actors in all these shows that I can think of, they have their good moments, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think like most of them are not hacks. And I want to make that very clear. Like, I don't find very rarely am I going to say, okay, this is actually very hacky. And even then, I think it's a built in thing of they don't have three or four takes at their disposal to to get it right. And they may not be directed well to get the performance that they need. And sometimes I think the writing can let them down as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah. All right. And our next our next criteria is what part of this are they teaching at Starfleet Academy? Um, Either it's some piece of diplomatic, some part of the diplomatic mission that didn't go right, or some new technology, or something that went wrong. Like, what are they teaching at Starfleet Academy? And I think in some instances, we might actually know the answer to that, right? Like, there's some, um, some episodes that, like, reference something that happened in a previous series, that they learned at Starfleet Academy. Am I wrong? Am I making that up? <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think I my top of mind thought was Voyager does this. Oh, yeah. Okay. That that was where I was thinking of. But yeah, that's absolutely true. We're going to find uh, that'll be that'll just be fun, too, when they just make references to the Academy and what they learned. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're probably teaching the part that they said that they were teaching. So yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> But yeah, that's I think that's just fun to pull out those little nuggets. I'm hoping this is a fun category because uh, I I think that it forces us to this criteria and the next one, I think, really force you to think about the episode maybe in a way that you're not as you're watching it. You're just trying to be entertained or or get the the Star Trekiness of it. But uh, to pull out sort of a random thought of like, why did they do that that way? Maybe they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and not because we think that means and there wouldn't there shouldn't have been an episode if they had just done the right thing. But I, I like the idea of finding examples, uh, lessons, essentially, from the episode. Uh, and then the next one, the, the our final criteria before we actually get to judging Trek, Mary, kill. This one's a little more complicated, tricky. Mm-hmm. How would the predecessor show or captain resolve the conflict of the episode. So if we're watching a next generation, how would Captain Kirk deal with it? If we're watching an original series, I guess we have to say, how would Captain Pike deal with it? Yeah. And and we don't have a ton to go on. No, but that I think Without it'll just watching be all of Strange New Worlds, right? And even then. Yes, right. I think the the, the reason why I wanted to do that again is just can we think about this in another episode? Do, do these all there is? I think there are one size fits all Star Trek episodes. They would work in certainly the scientific 
uh, gag of the episode would work in in pretty much a lot of the shows. Mm -hmm. But there are certain ones that would definitely go wildly different (laughs) in in different contexts. And I think it would just be fun to talk about that, because at the end of the day, we are talking about how much we love Star Trek. And I think if you've watched all of them or most of them or watched them multiple times or just if you're obsessed with it, like I am, it's, it's hard not to, and you know, the newer shows, especially they do kind of all start with, you've seen Star Trek already. So, you know, this, and so I think it's (laughs) kind of hard at this point to ignore everything that came before it. It, It'll just be fun. I'm sure it'll be fun. (laughs) Who is the best Star Trek captain is been part of the discourse for, since there's been multiple series so i mean that's just like part of internet discourse that's true kirk versus picard was a tv Uh guide cover oh man just explaining (laughs) tv guide as a cover (laughs) (laughs) do they do they still have a print edition no no it's still it's over no it's over okay yeah okay r.i.p tv guide (laughs) exactly so that's our format for the show And we're going to be in in the coming weeks, we're going to have some guests joining us, which I think is important for tiebreaker purposes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But but also people get bored of just us just for the tiebreaker. I can't know. I would never think that people would be bored of just us, but (laughs) but (laughs) just for tiebreaker. No, we we have some great guests (laughs) coming on. I'm looking forward to having them for their perspective. Uh, We're going to, you know, at some point this year, we're definitely going to cover all of season one of Strange New Worlds. We're going to also do Star Trek Picard season three, which is essentially the Next Generation send off reunion Mm -hmm. movie. So that'll be exciting. It's like we're putting our childhoods to bed, Kristen. Well, I had done that once I (laughs) reached adulthood like a normal person. Oh, no, I was holding out for exactly that season. Season three of Star Trek Picard. Yeah. Your childhood can now be complete. Exactly. What Uh, if it's, can it, what if you don't like it? Is it then ruined retroactively? Oh, no, I don't, I don't look at it in that way. It's just. Okay. Like the people who get angry about um, lady Ghostbusters. Sure. No, to me, it's always, it's always like you're, you stay excited about things that have, that excited you as a child. And maybe they, some of those things exist in real life. And then as they change, you just put it down. Okay. What that, that to me, it's like, okay, I, this childish thing is no longer for me as an adult, as an adult person. And so it's time to move on. But, you know, with the movies and everything, Next Generation, you kind of kept growing with them and or, you know, aging with them. So there was some some connection there. And now it's sort of like, this is it for 100%. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to do uh, we're going to do some wildcard episodes. That's where the guests will pick the episode we watch that. Hopefully that'll be fun. I think it will. Mm-hmm. And uh, but right up front, we're going to do the pilots for all the live action shows. Yeah. So that'll be our first strip coming out. We've got this episode. Oh, keep it running. Keep keep your stream running. And uh, we're going to do roll right into Strange New Worlds, uh, the first episode. So enjoy that. And we'll figure out our sign off and all that stuff for the next yeah, episode. Well, who cares? But, yeah. but rate us five stars wherever you listen to this show. And you can Not always, four. no, five. no. <laughs> and you can uh, always at us on Twitter at Trek, Mary K pod. I've been Brian. And I have been Kristen. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.